Well, one second. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even feel like doing a, an actual intro. We, this is what they're going to hear. Um, but, um, that Roger, is, I'm telling chips in this, in this room somewhere. Uh, yeah. uh, it's your host. Um, so it's the host with the most from we the were West gonna actually, Coast. We were going to actually do a different list today. We were, um, we were. But this one don't slid up in, and it caught the attention, and it definitely needs to be discussed. Um, in the worst way. Yes. This may be probably our most controversial battle topic episode so far. Yes. Um, now, we, we're, we're all passionate about hip-hop. We all have our opinions. You've heard me talk about how trash Jay-Z is um, and everything. I still say, hey, the man's got, you know, good songs here and there, you know, whatever. I don't think he's that great. You know, my opinion on Tupac, I don't think he's that great either. But this list right here, it, it got us all tilted in a way that I don't think we've all ever been affected like this at the same time. <laughs> um, no. No, not, um, not in the least, no. So this list comes from um, Hip Hop Golden Age and it's five of the most overrated hip hop albums ever in history. Yeah. And uh, Chip like came across it and like his reaction immediately like Tal and I were like okay send us the list we need to see what it is. And we didn't even get into the list. We got to the picture of the list. And like I saw it and like my my blood immediately boiled. I I wanted to like just like punch somebody in the face. Just like seeing the pictures of the albums that you're talking about. Talon's over here trying to make sure he doesn't punch holes in the wall like a Kyle. I just not these walls. These walls are fucking center blocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't punch. My fucking hands gonna be broken before you know it. All right, so we're gonna get right into it. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm just going to go straight into the first one. They have a blurb to describing the list and everything. Like, no, fuck that. I don't care. I'm going straight into this. The first <laughs> album that they want to discuss being overrated is well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you before you get into that, I, I, I do. Uh, there's a part of the blurb that I want to read, uh, so we understand their criteria for making this list. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says in order for an album to be considered overrated. It has to be one that is praised all the time, everywhere. Please remember that we think all projects on this list are solid or good, and in some cases, even great. There's not a bad album on this list, but according to us, all albums here are just not as great as the praise that is almost universally heaped on them would have you believe. This piece is not meant to churlish any in any way. It just intends to serve as kind of a counterweight to all the opinions that declare the records on this list as GOAT albums, when in fact there are dozens of better ones out there. Sometimes we can't help but feel that people are parroting each other 
cue carding answers when asked about what they consider the best albums ever in hip hop. Simply coming up with what everybody else is saying. Of course, widespread consensus could very well mean that the most recited albums are in fact the best ever released and we are wrong. We just respectfully disagree with the popular opinion in the case of the albums on this list. Also remember, there's no need to get angry. The nah, opinions reflected <laughs> the opinions reflected in this piece are just that, opinions. We may have different ones and that's fine. Nobody's wrong. Oh, they're wrong. They're 100% wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. And then it goes on to say, let us know why you feel different, if possible, in a civilized way. With all that said, let's get into it. This is the list with what we feel are five of the most overrated albums in hip-hop history. So that's their criteria. It has to be... Praised by everyone. Universally praised. Okay. But like But doesn't the definition of universally praised means that it's a great album if it's universally praised? Well, like, I get the, it if an album's like got mixed reviews or something, but if it's universally critically acclaimed, wouldn't that quantify it as But that's the thing. They say they say in the blurb too that these albums are solid, good, or even great. There's not a bad album on the list. Yet they're gonna uh, man. Okay. Get into right. it, Roger. Right. Yeah, get into so it. So the first one. First one. Uh, I, I like I said before, I don't like this man's music a lot. I mean, there's some things I like, some things I don't. Um, but even I know how not overrated and how good of important this album is too. This is Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Oh. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, Tupac, the top. yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> so, Tupac is one of the most iconic artists in the history of hip hop. True. Um, he is one of the highest selling artists, too. He has two diamond albums. We went over this. Yes. Um, with more monumental songs than anyone in the game. That's an opinion. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. Yeah. Um, the reason Tupac is widely considered one of the GOATs has everything to do with his personality, his charisma, his star power, his poetic flair, his unique voice, the strength of single, singles, and a manner and time of death. So I'll agree with all that. But here's the thing. It says what makes why he's considered one of the GOATs is because of his personality, his charisma, his star power, his poetic flair, his unique voice, the strength of a single. So it's saying because of how good on stage he is, how relatable he is, how good his lyrics are, how unique his voice is, and how strong his singles are. I got to get like water, try to like make that seem like a backhanded thing that he's considered a goat. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, the, I don't disagree part, at this point. The next part says, the man, after it says the manner and time of his death, and less was his lyrical skill or the quality of his albums. Me, who does not like Tupac, I'm not a fan of Tupac. I I think he's one of the best lyricists, period. I always said he's a great poet, not a great rapper, which means he knows what he's doing with his pens and his words. He, right. he tells he tells stories. Yeah. Like everything I, I won't say all of his songs, but a good majority of his songs tell a story from beginning to end 
And if you close your eyes and listen to it, you can kind of drift away and be in the place that he's talking about. Right. Yep. So that so, to me yeah. is the sign of a, uh, a great lyricist. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know what their terms of great lyricists are like, I don't, but um, of the five albums completed during his life, not when it's flawless. That's true. Nobody has a perfect album. There's no perfect album from anybody. Nope. No. Um, 1995's Me Against the World came closest, but All Eyes on Me is most successful and most of the realm is far from perfect. Because of its impact and success, All Eyes on Me is seen as one of the biggest classics in hip-hop ever. But at 27 tracks, 2 hours and 12 minute runtime, the album is simply way too long. Way too long. Especially the second part of the album just goes on and on with what seems to be the same track over and over again. A ridiculous amount of filler, really. Tupac's subject matter on this album is limited. Too much thuggery, not enough of his soul and intelligence, still in evidence of his first three albums. And the endless list of guest vocalists don't help things either. Especially Tupac's outlaws, buddy, are mediocre rappers at best. It makes the whole album feel more like a compilation album than a Tupac solo album. Um, except for what's your phone number, there are no really terrible songs on All Eyes on Me, although the remakes of the classic California Love is far from inferior to the original. But half of the track list is kind of generic and forgettable. That half should have been left on the cutting room floor. All Eyes on Me could have been excellent if Tupac had released the best half as a single album. Well, he was dead. He didn't actually release the album. Right, right. Um, <laughs> keep ambition, ambition as a writer. Got my mind made up. How do you want it? Two of America's most wanted. No more pain. Hearts of men. Life goes on. Only God can judge me. I ain't mad at you. Can't see me. Picture me rolling. All eyes on me. And maybe one or two more tracks. And that's a tight album. All eyes on me as it is is not. Lots of people get butt hurt when Tupac isn't religiously praised, acting as not blindly celebrating everything he has ever done is disrespectful. I've gone through that most of my life. Um, that's bullshit, of course. You could turn that around and say it's disrespectful to the dozens of artists in hip-hop history to ignore the fact that, that they had better albums than Tupac had. Make no mistake, we love Tupac and his music. We just contend that this album, while good, is not as good as everyone's as is off the set. Um, I do agree with that it is a really long album. Yes. I think we talked about it on our uh, Diamond Albums list. We did. We, all, we broke it down. 27 tracks, way too long. Jars of 12 minutes, definitely too long. Um, there was a lot of filler stuff. But that's why it was a, a, a double disc album. Not yeah. It wasn't all on a single disc. Not like that. Ugh, had to get a drink of water. Um, not only that, I mean, when we broke it down, we we did go into like, oh, these songs are good, these songs are good, and these aren't. But it's broken down to, to this, like you said. These people specifically picked the best songs from both sides of the disc and put it on, trying to make it to one. Right. That's not how it works. Sorry, he did. it did get released as a double album. It wasn't him releasing it as a double album. It was released as a double album, though. And some of the good songs around that second half where you, they didn't really like too bad it's still overall it's still a very solid album i don't think it's overrated um yeah i I can't see overrated i mean 
okay, so if it's universally praised as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, how can how can it be overrated? So everybody everybody just got together and said, "All right, um we're that guy said this album's great, so we're going to say that album's great as well." It doesn't work that way. Like you listen to it and if you don't think it's good, then it's not good, you know. But you can't sit here and say that, oh, this is a good album, but it's overrated. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. Right. My thing is, it, it be, it's a double album. It's a diamond album, which means it sold 10 million or more copies. Right. This was, and that, I mean, that was, it, it was like in the early or mid 2000s when it became like that. But that means even from when it released in, um, uh, what, 96? 96, yes. Yeah. Um, it so, was released February 13th, 1996. So from then until, I mean, the the hate, the East Coast, West Coast rivalry was so strong. And the fact that it still got pushed that much, even in New York, was just telling you something. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. They keep that beef going still to this day. <laughs> um, but no, it... it yeah, but but the one part of the blurb where it says lots of people get butt hurt when Tupac isn't praised religiously, acting as acting as if not blindly celebrating everything he has done is disrespectful. Here's the thing: it's not that people. There may be some people, you know, with that West Coast bias who will say Tupac is the greatest rapper that ever lived, or Tupac is the greatest hip hop artist that ever lived. And you know what? That's their opinion if they want to have that opinion, but. You can't, you can't like go through the album and cherry pick the best song, and based on the song that you pick, because we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve songs that they just talked about, and then two or three. Okay, so let's say they added maybe two more tracks. That's fourteen tracks. Fourteen tracks, you know, and how many total? Twenty-seven. So fourteen, twenty-seven. So more than half. More than half. You know. It, they these motherfuckers make it sound like the first 13 tracks were fucking amazing and then the rest of the album was shit. No, that's not how it works. Like what we said a minute ago. <clears throat> you know, it's you cherry pick, but even some of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, like what we said, none of, you're not going to hit a home run with every single song. You know what I mean? Like I can go to I, I can I, I right now I can go to any Eminem record. I mean if you agree that Eminem is the greatest hip hop artist of all time, you can go to any Eminem record and you can find one, maybe two songs that you just don't vibe with. Does that mean or, the record's not a classic? No, it just means you, you just can, don't vibe with those two songs. Or you can listen to our episodes about each album and you know see which ones we don't think are that great and see if you agree with us. Check it out. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, if, they, if they're subscribed to the Patreon channel, then they've already heard it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, oh, we got another one coming out soon. I don't know. For, for me, like... it. I mean, you guys are fans of Tupac. Like me, as a non-fan, like I even I consider this to be a great album for the impact and everything it has going and some of his best work. It is a great lyrical album. Like so, I don't understand. Like like I said, Tupac is one of the best lyricists ever. I don't understand. Like Ambitions of the Writers, a really great song. Um, in my opinion, I like it a lot. Um, 
All Eyes on Me, Only God Can Judge Me. I like that one a lot too. So I don't see, like, I don't understand, like, how it can be, how this is considered overrated because they didn't like some of the tracks on the album. Just because right. it's too, yes, it's long. So what? It's a double album. Double albums are long. You don't get to cherry pick half the album and be like, this would have been the perfect album. No, that's right. not how this works. Exactly. It doesn't make it overrated though. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you if you do, if you don't consider it a classic, cool. If you don't consider it, I mean, if you consider it a great, it's not overrated. I mean, do people maybe shout out? You know, hell, I know people. I know people who talk more about Machiavelli than this album. You know, like so. Like, is Machiavelli overrated because they talked about it? Like, come on, man. This album is not overrated, you know? I'm, so, I'm not going to go as far as underrated. I don't believe it's an overrated album. And for Roger, a band who is not a fan of Tupac, to say it's not overrated, that should fucking tell you something. Yeah. I mean, for real, for real. Like, I don't know. Okay, so All Music gave it five out of five stars. Encyclopedia Popular Music gave it four out of five. Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus. The LA Times gave it three and a half out of four stars. NME, which is New Musical Experience, uh, they're a British music film and culture website, gave the album nine out of ten. Pitchfork gave the album uh, nine point four out of ten. Q Magazine gave it a four out of five. Rolling Stone Magazine gave it three out of five the rolling stone album guide gave it a five out of five which i don't know what the difference between one or the other is but um and spin magazine gave it a seven out of ten all eyes on me was the first ever double disc album of original material in hip-hop history so i mean not only is it a great album but it also, like, was ahead of its time. You know, it, it, there have been lots of double-disc hip-hop albums since then. But one one could argue that had Tupac not put out the, the double album, uh, or the double-disc All Eyes on Me, maybe these other people wouldn't have done that. You know? All right, I'm back. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. You're fine. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, uh, the LA Times praised the album and, and said that um, it's a 27-song, 133-minute gangster's paradise. It finds the rapper even more venomous than he was before his 11-month incarceration for sexual abuse. His display He displays no remorse for his tough life and even less feeling for his enemy. The only thing Jail Time did for Tupac was make his creative fires burn even hotter. Um, so I, I, I just don't... Man, I, I, I don't get it, you know? Um... Rap.com uh, 
listed it as the number one best rap album of 96. Uh, Ego Trip listed it as the 14th best uh, hip-hop album from the year 1980 to 1998. Complex uh, listed it at number 10 of the 90 best rap albums of the 90s. So, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, it debuted at number one on both the U.S. Billboard 200 and the U.S. Top R&B and Hip Hop Albums chart, selling 566,000 copies in its first week. Um, now, on you know, it, it, go back and listen to our uh, Diamond albums. Um, there, there's a, a little controversy over whether this is actually a Diamond album or not. Because it has only sold 5,887,630 copies in the United States. However, because it was a double disc, they use that number per disc, which makes it over 10 million sold. Yeah. So there is a little controversy there, uh, but it's still certified diamond by the recording industry association of america <sighs> I, I think it's time to move to the next one <laughs> yeah um here we go another next up we're going to talk about uh notorious big's sophomore album life after death um uh, and uh hip-hop golden age says the Notorious B.I.G. sophomore album Life After Death is plagued by some of the same faults as the ones that marred Tupac's All Eyes on Me. Life, <laughs> after, Life After Death is overlong at 1 hour 47 minutes. There's too much filler material, there are too many Puff Daddy pop songs, and a couple of annoying skits. Biggie's lyrical skill and storytelling abilities are second to none, but the quality of the songs on this LP is hit and miss. Of the 24 tracks, at least five should have been left off the album. Okay, so only five. Mm. But here's the thing. That's them nitpicking and trying to make a perfect album. There you go. Exactly. Um, so it says songs like Somebody's Gotta Die, Hypnotize, Kick in the Door, What's Beef, uh, Buddies Bleed, I got a story to tell, 10 Crack Commandments, Long Kiss Goodnight, and You're Nobody Till Somebody Kills You are all excellent. But Fuck You Tonight, I Love the Doe, Another, Player Hater, Nasty Boy, are, are weak songs that bring the album down. According Another to who? What? Go ahead. Sorry. I shouldn't interrupt it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. According to the website hiphopgoldenage.com. Go ahead. That's um, so. Another problem is the skits that are used to set the tone for tracks. The skits on um, "Life After Death" are all quite long and stuck to the beginning of most songs, severely reducing the replayability of those tracks. "Kicking the Door" is a great track, but practically a must-skip because of the useless one-minute skit preceding it. As it is, "Life or Death" 
is still an awesome album packed with classic tracks. But because of the inclusion of that handful of throwaway tracks, it just isn't the masterpiece it could and should have been. Life After Death is labeled top five by many, but it just isn't that good. Again, how? Like, how? If it's labeled top five album of all time by many, how do you say it's not that good? Did you actually listen to the album? That's my question. Did you actually listen to the album? I like the fact that they said 24 tracks, five of them should be on there. So 19 tracks. So 94% of the album is great. And the 6% that isn't brings it down. Like that's stupid. I mean, 94, 94 is still an A. I mean, I mean, well, in today's curriculum, it is, uh, you know, 94 90, has been an A. say what now? 94 has always been an A. Right. Yeah. 94 has always been an A. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, hell, some people would say that's an A plus. B- yeah. Like my, it, I, I don't get it. Cause, cause of five songs and cause of skits that are on the track. It brings it down to not to to overrated status. Yeah, like I me, mean, I can okay, okay. If if we're gonna if we're gonna nitpick, okay, maybe the skits because I know we we had to, a conversation about skits in rap albums, and if if the skit it. is if a skit lends itself perfectly into a song, then it works, you know. And just a skit to have a skit, it might be unnecessary to have it, but you know. Even if you take away the skits, let's just say we take away the skits. You still got an incredible classic album that, you know, isn't it's not overrated whatsoever. Like that, that that's the thing that's just it, it's it's making my brain hurt right now. Like, I mean, when, when it said that, you know, it's just not that good, even though it's a top five album of all time, it's just not that good. Like, like not only that, like for this album. From this album, most people only know Hypnotized. And that's not even the best one on that album. I mean, right. there's so many better songs on it. Hypnotized may be an quote-unquote overrated song on the album. Right. But the album itself? Nah. 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 But, nah. See, I, I, but see, look, I like how he... I like how the person who wrote this said, you know, at least five should be left off the album. And he lists, uh, Fuck You Tonight, I Love the Dough, Another play a hater and nasty boy as the, I'm guessing those are the five songs that he's talking about removing because they were considered the weak songs of the album. Yeah, but I mean, if you listen to any of those songs, if you vibe with any of those songs, how are they weak songs if you can vibe with them? You know, you ain't gonna vibe to some bullshit. You know, but I mean, but okay, let's just say just for let's just say just for the sake of argument, those five songs are the weakest songs on the record. Let's just say, do those five songs really weigh this album down to the point to where it's considered overrated? No. No. I would say not. I mean, so if if the overwhelming majority of the album 
is great, then five songs shouldn't bring it down. I mean, just go back to last week, or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, when we did our rap rewind for Eminem's album Encore, and listen to that. We have the same argument there. Uh, there's, you know, three or four tracks in the middle of the album that just kind of don't fit with the vibe of the whole album that doesn't diminish the the power of the album. It diminishes those, you know, handful of tracks. It, you know, if you right. take those tracks out, then, yeah, it's going to be a classic album. But, I mean, we can say that literally about any album uh that's that's out there if if you cherry pick the best songs then you're gonna have a classic every time yeah but, but how do you, you yeah how do you go ahead well as an artist so okay i consider us the three of us artists uh because we're using this podcast is our art, right? Right. Um, and we have some episodes that do crazy numbers. And then we have other episodes that people don't vibe with as, as well. Right. I mean, right. our top, uh, episode, <laughs> Right, Olympus episode just chugging along, like just yeah, <laughs> consistently getting you know 20 or 30 new plays every week. But at it's the same time, a... like we, the three of us, wouldn't put out an episode of this podcast that we thought was trash. Oh, no, we know? hate ourselves, we'd hate ourselves, yeah. I mean, that now there are some episodes we put out where I'm like, man, I could have done better, you, you know, with my information or I could have done a little bit more research or I could have made a better point here in this situation. But that, but what am I doing when, I, when I'm doing that? I'm cherry picking because I am my own worst critic. So obviously I'm going to be a little bit more critical than the average person listening to the podcast because they just, oh, hey, that's funny. Or, hey, that's, you know, thought provoking. Or, hey, that's pretty inquisitive. Or, hey, you know, that, that's funny, the, the interaction, you know, or they, they like the camaraderie. Yeah, but think, I, I don't think these artists, you know, the, these hip-hop artists, they're, they're putting out what they feel is the best tracks for the album. There are plenty, I mean, if you've read any book by a hip-hop artist or watch a documentary on a hip-hop artist or anything like that, they record sometimes 50 and 60 songs for their upcoming album. And then they go through and cherry-pick what they think is going to be the best for the album. And then those other songs get left on the cutting room floor. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to the the third one. Oh, this this one. Fifty Cent, <laughs> get rich or die trying. I don't have longer to blurb on this one, so I'll just straight up say it. What this gentleman say? Get rich or die trying is one of the most significant. Listen, get rich or die trying is one of the most significant albums of the two thousands decade in terms of sales, impact, and popularity. <laughs> 
For these reasons alone, this album is a super classic. But at 19 tracks, just a little bit too long and lacking in variety. Go ahead. Time out. Let me stop you right there. Go ahead. So 19 tracks on on 50 Cent's album is too long, but 19 tracks on the previous album is just right. There you go. That's what I'm thinking. But at 19 tracks, just a little bit too long and lacking in variety to be considered a GOAT album. Um, also, let me, oh, let me finish. Let me finish. 50 Cent's gangsta pop subject matter can get tiring. And of course, he has never been a very good rapper. Get Rich or Die Trying contains a bunch of classic cuts, but more mediocre ones. Um, What up, gangster? Patiently waiting. Many men in the club. If I can't. Bloodhound featuring Young Buck. Back down. P-I-M-P. Uh, 21 questions. Don't push me. Gotta make it to heaven. Wankster. Life's on the line. You're not like me. High all the time in heat. Yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah, like, for real, like, like the old, the the weakest, the weakest song on that album is "Poor Little Rich." Yeah, and that's like that's a solid eight. Yeah, like the rest of this album is nines and tens. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, why would it be a super classic? You can't well, be one of the most impactful songs of that decade. I'm sorry. Look, or I mean, I am seeing contradiction after contradiction with all this. Like, you cannot in one breath say that something is a super class, not just a classic, mind you, a super classic, a Clark Kent fucking Batman superhero classic. Okay, not you can't that, say no. that shit and then turn right back around and say. Well, it's a little too long, and, and it's lacking in variety, and the the, the gangster pop uh, subject matter is getting tiring. You're not that very good of a rapper. Uh, you got a lot of classic cuts. You got more media. Well, shut your bitch ass up. Ain't nobody talking no dumb. Look. <clears throat> okay. Take one second. Let me get a drink of this. Hold on. But if, for, if 19 tracks is too long, it's, on, it's only 69 minutes long. So what length of an album... And how many tracks listed is a perfect album for them? Ten tracks, eight minutes long? I mean... No skits. I, I, no skits. I guess. <laughs> I, I, see, I don't get it. I mean, the the critical reception for Get Rich or Die Trying, Metacritic gave it a 73 out of 100. All Music gave it four out of five stars. Blender gave it four out of five stars. The Guardian gave it four out of five stars. LA Times, uh, three out of four Pitchfork, 7 out of 10. Q Magazine, uh, 4 out of 5. Rolling Stone, 4 out of 5. USA Today, 3 out of 4. And Double XL Magazine, 5 out of 5. And that's Double XL. Double XL hates everything. Right. And not only that, the album, uh, the album went six time platinum, like immediately, pretty much. Yeah. It sold uh, almost a million copies in its first week. What was well, it? It came out in 2003. And by the end of 2003, it sold 6 million. Right. But, but you know, it's overrated, right? It's just not. It's mediocre. It's got mediocre tracks. It ain't got good lyrics. Yeah, it sold 
872,000 copies in its first week. Almost a million in its first week. How that's the hell is insane. it? How is it underrated then? Like, that's the thing I don't understand. No, like, not it, it's not so underrated, con- overrated, uh, overrated. Yeah, how is it overrated? Like, that is so contradictory to you know the you can't like I said you can't in one breath say that it's a classic, and then in another breath say that it's oh like what bipolar person created this list? Like, I'm oh my god. My brain hurts right right now. Um, so so in the book One Thousand One Albums You Must Hear Before You Die, it's on there. It's ranked one thirty ninth best album on Billboard's top two hundred albums of all time. And the second uh, revised edition of the five hundred greatest albums of all time, Rolling Stones ranked it two hundred eightieth on the list. So. Also, it's almost diamond. It is nine times platinum right now. Yeah. Like it like this to me, it, it, in my opinion, is one of the best albums of all times. I love this album. I can probably recite every single song word for word. Like like I said, Poor Little Rich is probably the weakest one, and that's still an eight out of ten. Right. Everything else is nine or ten on this album. Like I just don't understand where the it's oh nineteen tracks too long now sixty nine minutes too long. Like even if we took out those three bonus tracks, it's sixteen tracks, fifty three minutes. Like we added what sixteen minutes total, at with three songs. Like I don't understand the hate. Like I think they're just trying. Like they picked some of the best most popular albums and they're like we're just gonna talk crash about these for no reason just to get some clout but you ain't getting clout that's 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 the thing like calling a classic album overrated isn't clout it's stupidity i mean okay they are getting clout off this we're talking about it yeah but you know but we're not talking about it praising the list and agreeing with it 100%. We're talking about it in terms of, you know, it's it's stupidity. It, it's, it, you cannot in one breath. It's hypocritical. You can't call one. You can't call something a classic and then turn around and call it overrated. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, it's like it's like saying, oh, Illmatic's great, but it's horrible. Yeah. I think we're just getting more and more tilted with each one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I cannot wait for this next one. Roger um, is Roger, super uh, tilted. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I'm sh- like, I'm visibly shaking. Like, um, oh, like, oof. so anybody that knows me knows I'm probably the, one of the biggest J. Cole fans of all time. You are. You got me listening to him. So, yeah. And this is one of the albums we told you to listen to. This is one of the albums that you told me to listen to. Yeah, and I yes. love and I love this album. I listened to it. Uh, so yeah, you just recently listened to it. All right, let me get yeah into about it about about, about, about uh, I don't I don't remember how long ago it was, but I but I listened but I listened to this album. Yeah. So, oh, like my body's like I'm getting like anger goosebumps. This so, so this yeah, Agent is, Orange is getting jacked up. It is like I'm just. Mm. The number four on the list, J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hill Drive. 
Mm. That'll just mm. saying that makes me angry. So, that's all. <laughs> so here's a little blurb. J. Cole is a polarizing figure. He is one of the big names in modern day hip hop with a large army of fans slash stands. I'm a stand, not gonna lie. Yep. There's also a lot of people out there who consider him average and overrated. I've never heard that. Never. I've never heard never anybody, anybody call him overrated. I've not. I've seen reviews on YouTube. I've seen blogs. Everything. Not one person has ever called him average, overrated. Ever. This is literally the first group of people I've ever heard them utter those words about him. Um. So after a few pretty good mixtapes and two just okay albums, they were really good, but okay. In 2014, wow. he dropped 2014 for Sills Drive, which turned out to be his best album to date. Better than his previous projects, I agree. And better than what he would release after 2014. Not true whatsoever. Oh, no. J. Cole himself. himself. Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. Now, now, mind you, this article was written in February of 2021. So that has everything. Uh, it has For Your Eyes Only and KOD. It does not have the off season. Um which is great. Go listen to that album if you haven't listened to it yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and so many shocking features on it that I did not expect. Like, especially with Cameron just on just on the track. He doesn't even have to... He doesn't even rap. He's just on the track for some reason. Right. Um, <sighs> Alright, so uh, J. Cole himself declared this album a classic, which it is. Um, there's some merit to that claim. 2014, Four Soul Drives performed really well commercially and it established J. Cole as one of the gang's top dogs. It performed well commercially. It featured no albums and went double platinum. I mean, it featured no, it had no features and it went double platinum as a solo experience album. That's rare in hip hop. Very rare. Um, the album is far from perfect though. There are a bunch of strong enough songs such as Fire Squad, apparently. Love I love I love that song. Apparently? No, no, Fire Squad. Oh. Fire Squad. I like, I like apparently too, but I, I love the song Fire. I love Fire Squad. Uh, no role models. Yes. All three adolescents and love yours. There's so many more, but like, yeah. But there are also throwaway tracks like uh, "Get Off My Dick." Not true at all. And the and the this one, this this sentence right here, and the useless note to self that detract from the overall quality of the album. What the fuck was wrong with note to self? I guess it's because of introspective and not drugs and gangster shit. But that's what made it one of the better songs on the record is that it wasn't about that shit. It was, it was, it was fucking interest. Let me finish the little blurb right here. Here's, <clears> the, here's the, here's the big stamp. Here's the big old mark at the end. All in all, solid, but far from the classic. A lot of people say it is. Um, sorry, I'm on mute. sorry. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute myself real quick. <laughs> Let me scream real quick. I sneezed. I apologize. I didn't mean to sneeze on the podcast. Forgive me. I'm just allergic to bullshit. Um, what? Okay, so as I have done with the previous ones, Metacritic gave this a seventy out of a hundred. All Music gave it four or three and a half out of four stars complex four out of five exclaim magazine out of t- eight out of ten 
the LA Times, three out of four. The Observer, three out of five. Pitchfork Magazine, 6.9 out of 10. Rolling Stone, three out of five. Spin, six out of 10. USA Today, three and a half out of five. And Double XL, a four out of five. I, I, I see no problem with that at all. No. Um, it won BET Hip Hop Awards Album of the Year and Billboard Music Awards Top Rap Album in 2015. It was nominated for the American Music Awards Best Rap Album of 2015. And it was nominated for the Grammy Awards Best Rap Album of 2016. But yet it is overrated. How do you get nominated for Best Rap Album of the Year and it be overrated? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I don't. I, I have I have no words, man. No words whatsoever. Um. You know, like, because I remember this was one of the albums that you guys wanted me to, to listen to. Um, and I knew of J. Cole, um, but I didn't really listen to a lot of J. Cole. Um, then I put, then this was one of the albums and I put it on. And yeah, like, I immediately, I was like, oh, yeah, this shit is incredible. You know, everything from Firing Squad, No Role Models, Note to Self, you know, like, I thought the whole album was incredible, you know? It was, I mean, yeah, J. Cole was, you know, they, they, you know he's a polarizing figure, and you know, but, but he's one of the biggest names in the game right now. He is probably, if I had to, I might be reaching when I say this. You know what? Instead of me making the claim, let me ask the question. Is, right now, is J. Cole the hottest name in hip-hop right now? Yes. Yes. If Chip, he's right? not the hottest, he's he's one of the top two or three okay i don't see how he's not because every time he drops an album it's the most anticipated album to drop that year right the, um, only, the only person i can think of hip-hop artists that i can think of who could drop an album right now and outsell j cole would probably be andre andre 2000 yeah but that's right. but that's if he would do an do another do a solo record you know what i mean and Charlemagne can finally shut the fuck up and say okay yeah he's one of the greatest lyricists of all time because I still I, that that's another thing that I don't fucking understand. Like, how the hell can somebody not be in the top ten greatest of MCs of all time because they don't have a solo record? Like, fuck. But anyway, so when this album came out, J Cole became one of only six rappers to reach the number one spot with their first three full length studio albums. The others on this list are Drake, Rick Ross, Nelly, DMX. And Snoop Dogg. Yep. Uh, it's also certified triple platinum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With no features. With no, no features. features. And in 2015, it was ranked as the eighth most popular album of the year on the Billboard 200. Hmm. Mm. Like... I like I don't know what like in my mind I'm like screaming like uh, like I'm so frustrated because this is literally my like n- like 
whenever my mental state is getting bad or like I'm going into depression, I, this is the album I put on. And I just listen to it and just right. let it go through. Like from top to bottom, I'll repeat all day. Just let it go through. Like there's so much story in everything that he like this album, every song is a story. You can literally see what he's telling you from start to finish. So so maybe they just don't like storytelling. Like maybe like like here's the thing, like you know what albums that should be on this list that's not on this list? The Carter Three. Right? Like we don't see any of that that commercial crap on here like that. Like we don't see that. Um I'm trying to think about what other albums that are overrated that should be on here. I mean, no Jay Z albums on here. Like uh, I'm I'm like beyond frustrated. <laughs> like I, I just don't understand. Like maybe I'm not meant to understand. But I really don't understand. And the way they down talk the album in general is like there's a bunch of strong enough songs and it names one, two, three, four, five songs out of thirteen. It's saying those five songs, those are the only five songs that are strong enough to carry this album. They must have lost their damn mind. I mean I don't. I have never been more frustrated on an episode than I am right now, and this is going back to August of 2019 when we fucking started this shit. I, you know, when I said IGN got it wrong and I was tilted off of that, <laughs> nothing compared to this. Yeah, I mean, nothing. I mean, okay, okay, scratch that. When you put, yeah, the IGN episode was, that was, the, that was the last time I remember being upset over a list. You know what I mean? But I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, this list kind of takes the cake in a sense. I'm like. Kind of takes the cake? Okay, it does Bro, take the cake. It is. It, it, it made yeah. the cake. It made the cake and took it with it. <laughs> it made the cake and took it with it. Had the cake and eat it too. Bro, All right. We haven't even talked about the fifth album, and they yeah. literally took five classic albums and said, All right, these five albums that are unanimously considered classics by pretty much everyone that knows anything about hip hop, any hip hop head, any hip hop critic, anything. It, they're unanimously classic, but we say they're overrated. I, 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 oh my god! I don't I, understand like, how something can be triple platinum and be overrated. Like, like I, my thing is, like this: if this album's overrated, why did it make the buzz for J Cole? Why right. did people anticipate stuff from him from this point on? Right, and how come one of the greatest rappers of all time always shouts him out? Think about it. In the song Fall by Eminem, when he says, I inspired the Hobsons, the Logics, the Coles, the Shawns, the Eminem, Yeah, like... Eminem adds J. Cole to his top 10 MCs. Exactly. So if, if, if one of the greatest hip-hop artists in the history of the game says this is, this is the guy right now, 
how the fuck do you say that this album isn't a classic? You know, this that it isn't overrated. How do you say it's overrated, rather? Like, I am so tilted right now. I just want to punch myself (laughs) in the face. Dude, I'm so um, tilted. I'm fixing to do a fucking cartwheel. Like, I mean, like my like my jaw is hurting from clenching my teeth so much, and we still haven't gotten to the fifth one. Let, let's fucking fuck it. Let's move on to the fifth one then. Chip, you All got right. it. I, I do. Uh, do you know? No. So for for hip hop, hold, hold on, hold on, one second, one second. All right, go. I so need this for hip hop golden age. This album signified a def- definite downturn for oh, no, Kendrick you, you Lamar. Hit, what? Well, I know, but I'm going to get to that. I, oh my. So for Hip Hop Golden Age, this album signified a definite downturn for Kendrick Lamar. After two straight classics, we feel damn is generally overrated. Thing is, Kendrick Lamar is like the 2000, 2010s version of Tupac and Biggie, as in that it seems forbidden to criticize him or not uh, unreservably like anything he does or releases. Not 100% praising Kendrick will activate a Stan army to set any doubters straight, similar to what happens if you dare to opinion not everything Tupac or Biggie has done is of the utmost brilliance. Upon Dam's release, fans and critics alike were immediately screaming instant classic, masterpiece, and all that. Like a Pavlov reaction because it's Kendrick, and so it has to be the best ever, you know. But Dam isn't the best ever. It's just okay. I'm going to stop the blurb right there Mm -hmm. and say, if critics... And fans alike immediately said instant classic masterpiece. I mean, I, I, I need somebody with some type of fucking brain in their head to tell me how this is overrated. Let me, can I, can I give you an analogy if it, if, if it's okay that's like, okay, we're all fans of professional wrestling here. Would you say when you first watched a particular match, let's just say WrestleMania three, the first time you've ever seen wrestle, uh, the first time you've ever seen Ricky Steamboat Macho Man wrestle, and you watch it, and you after that match you just go, damn, that's an instant classic. Damn, that was such a great match. God, that match was so fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? And then so many years later, you got this one person on the internet saying, well, technically the storytelling aspect wasn't that good. They could have they went for the pinfall a couple of more times. I wanted to see less arm drags. I'd look at that person and say, shut the fuck up and enjoy this shit. It's fucking awesome. You can see a match. You can watch a match and be like, Damn, I'm not going to forget that match for a very, very long time. That shit was a classic. And if they continue to push that match, yeah, it's going to be because if it's critically acclaimed as a classic, it's going to be considered a classic. It's like that with anything, with hip-hop, with rock music, you know, all these different avenues. You cannot 
get angry with someone or be upset with someone if they say, oh, man, that's an instant class. Oh, man, that's a masterpiece, man. I love that. I mean, after all, this is opinion-based, right? You know, if fans and critics are both saying, man, this is a classic, this is an opinion, or this is this is a masterpiece, like, if the general consensus is the same, like, how does that make it overrated? I, like, I would equate this list to saying that the 90 Bulls, like, that that six, the, the, the six-time champion Chicago Bulls are overrated. Yeah. Like, like dude. I haven't sure. even finished like, the blurb yet. I know. Like, I, I understand I can, like, this album won a Pulitzer Prize. I remember when that happened. Yeah. Like, it's deemed from, like, like, oh, like, I don't know. I'm shaking. Like, I'm so pissed about this. Okay. Let me get back into the blurb. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> Where To Pimp a Butterfly was a conscious masterpiece focusing on political and social issues over an amalgamation of 70 years of black music history and Good Kid Mad City was a brilliant coming-of-age concept album. The common thematic thread, damn, is less clear. In fact, some songs on here just don't seem to mesh together. Also, Kendrick takes some unfortunate steps on the mumble trap singing path like on love, but there are flashes of the customary Kendrick brilliance and some emotionally resonant lyrical nuggets to be found. The production is outstanding in places. Duckworth is an all-around excellent song, as is the banging DNA. Now, all this may sound a bit more negative than it should. It is just meant to serve as a little counterweight to the blind Kendrick praise that seems obligatory these days. Even the Pulsar people jumped on the Kendrick is Keen bandwagon, showcasing their hip-hop ignorance. There are a hundred hip-hop albums that could or should have won a Pulsar over this one. Obviously, they missed the significance of To Pimp a Butterfly upon its release and decided to retroactively honor it by awarding Kendrick's follow-up because of its reduced scope and shaky sonic lyrical and thematic cohesiveness damn cannot stand side to side to his two previous masterpieces it's not a bad album at all but it's not flawless classic either Kendrick stands may want to throw a tantrum after reading this opinion and that's fine we just think damn is far from Kendrick's best work and not even a top 10 album released in 2017. I'm done. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't be done. <clears throat> because, because it was the Billboard year end number one album of 2017. That's a fact. It goes on to say, Damn is a fine album. Nothing more, nothing less. <sighs> somebody somebody say something. I'm gonna hurt feelings. Somebody say something. So so 
I mean, they literally said it's it's not a top ten album of 2017. I'm going through the albums of 2017, except for Billboard, the Billboard Year End Awards for 2017 had it as the number one album of the year. I, I I don't get it. It won a fucking Pulitzer Prize, but it's overrated. But I'm going through the albums, and I don't see an al- I don't see one album strong enough to even compete, and that's. And I mean, JID's first album's on here, and I'm a JID fan. Drake's More Life is on here. Uh, Meek Mill's Wins and Losses. Vince Staples' Big Fish Theory. Uh, Playboy Cardi's debut album. Um, 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin's Without Warning's album. Um, Amine, which is actually a really good album, it's actually underrated comparably. Uh, Little Uzi Vert's Love is Rage 2. Triple Red came out with Love Letter to You. Run of Jewels came out with Run of Jewels 3. Uh, Two Chains came out with Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, which is actually a really good album from him. Big Crits, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Future came out with Future. Um, then we have Dawn Trip and Starlito with Step Brothers 3. 21 Savage, it's an album. Uh, Tyler the Creator, Flower Boys on there. Uh, Vic Mensa, The Autobiography. Young Dolph came out with Gelato. Mike Will made it two. Uh, Mike Will made it with Ransom Two. I mean, not don't. I mean, JD came out with that four 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 album, and we already know how I feel about him. So, well, I'm a, I'm really okay. about to hold on. Time out. I'm really about to piss you off. So, in the blurb, it has a little annotation. Uh, that says not even in the top uh, 10 albums released in 2017. I actually clicked on this blurb and it sent me to another hiphopgoldenage.com list. Um, From top, April 2019. Well, well, it's the top 40 hip-hop albums of 2017. And they have uh, Damn at number 14. You know what they have at number 12? Jay Z's uh, 440. That album's trash. Hmm. What did they have at number one? Rhapsody, uh, Lila's Vision, or L- Lilia's Vision. Lila, Lila's Vision, Raps- Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Oh, okay. Uh, number two was oh, Billy Woods you- with, with uh, Known Unknown. Three was uh, Big Big Grit with. Uh, Forever is the mighty long the mighty long time. Yeah. Uh, four is kind Cunnilingu- of linguist. Rose, a Rosa, whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> Rose Asura Nanjul. What you said. Um, five is a uh, brother. Five is brother Ali with all the beauty in this life. Number six is open mic. Uh, Eagle. Eagle. He's such Brick a good body album. kids uh, still daydream. Uh, seven is body uh, kids still dream. Yeah, um, Ahmad Hammer, Rome at number seven. At number eight was uh, Quill, Quill, Quill. Okay, Quill, 
Kel Chris. There you go. Uh, being you is great. I wish I could be you more often. Uh, number nine is the OC with same moon, same sun. Ten was Odyssey, uh, the iceberg. Eleven was Sean Price, uh, Imperious Rex. Uh, Twelve was that Sean Price dude again that we talked about before. Still haven't listened to his album. Yeah. Uh, Jay-Z uh, at number 12 with 444. Uh, three, John Wayne, rap album 13. two. And 14 was Kendrick Lamar with Damn at 14. Okay. So, this album was critically praised. Okay. Any Decent Music gave it a 9.1 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 95 out of 100. All Music gave it five stars. The AV Club gave it an A. Chicago Tribune gave it four stars. The Daily Telegraph, five stars. Entertainment Weekly gave it an A. The Guardian gave it five stars. NME gave it four stars. Pitchfork gave it a 9.2 out of 10. Rolling Stone gave it four and a half stars. Vice, uh, which is a Canadian-American magazine focused on lifestyle arts culture news and politics gave it an a minus andy kelman of all music stated it contains some of lamar kendrick's best writing and performances revealing his evolving complexity and versatility as a soul-bearing lyricist and dynamic rapper christopher uh, Wingarten and Arthur for Rolling Stone said, much like the recent A Tribe Called Quest record, Damn is a brilliant combination of the timeless and the modern, the old school and the next level. The most gifted, gifted rapper of a generation stomps into the 90s and continues to blaze a trail forward. <clears throat> Greg Cott of the Chicago Tribune states damn strips down the rhythms to the essence flavored with the occasional cameo notably rihanna and u2 lamar's voice does most of the heavy lifting playing multiple roles and characters his supple singing complements a variety of rap tones and textures and i can go on and on and on so i'm going through these guys list for albums or anything um and i was like oh, okay i'm gonna look to see what they have you know j cole's other albums they have 2014 four seal drive at number 16 uh album rap album of the year for 2014 they have run to jewels be number one like three or four times so they're big run to jewels fans very biased in that opinion. like they've done run to jewels 2 was number one in 2014 Run to Jewels 3 was number one for 2016. Um, Run to Jewels. Uh, where's number four at? Run to Jewels 4 is the number one album for 2020. Um, they have Freddie Gibbs, like number two, three or four times. Um, they don't have any of J. Cole's albums from 2014. All the way at, from 2014 is the only one on the list. They don't have KOD or For Your Eyes Only. They don't rank them top 40 in any of those years. Um, 
And remember last year where we were all raving over how great uh, it was to have Buster Rhymes back with that album? Yes. Yes. Um, they rank it. Uh, where were they? I think I passed it again. I did. Um, they ranked that album number 33 out of 40. Wow. Wow. So, Damn became the first non-jazz or classical album to earn a Pulitzer Prize for music. The first. Okay. Very first. It also, yeah, very first. Um, it, it also won the 2018 Grammy for Best Rap Album. So there you go. Don't. <sighs> okay, well, I want to see something. Um, okay, so Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" won the Pulitzer Prize in 2018. Uh, there has not been a rap album to win it since. Uh, it's literally the only rap album to do that. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, it was an opera album. 2020, it was an opera album. And in 2021, it was a, it's called Stride. It's an orchestral composition album. So literally the only hip hop album to ever win a Pulitzer Prize for music. And it's overrated. I, I I don't know that I can talk about this list anymore. I, I I'm like, I'm, I'm about to put my their, head through a fucking wall. I'm going through all their other like lists, and it just all these don't make sense. Right, it, it doesn't. And and to some people, I know there's some people probably listening to this, and maybe there are people out there who don't exactly know what the what the Pulitzer Prize is. The Pulitzer Prize is an award for achievement in newspaper, magazine, and online journalism, literature, and musical composition within the United States. It was established in 1917 uh, by provisions in the will of Joseph Pulitzer, who had made his fortune as a newspaper publisher and, and, is, administ and is administered by Columbia University. Prizes are awarded yearly in 21 categories in 20 of the of the categories each winner receives certification and fifteen thousand dollars in cash rate raised from ten thousand dollars in cash in 2017 the winners in the public service category is awarded the gold medal so that's what it is it's award for the excellence in newspaper journalism literature musical comp composition and m musical composition so for a hip-hop artist to win a word as prestigious as this, like that's got to tell you something, you know. Uh, apparently not to these people. Apparently not. But, um, so top album of twenty thirteen for them, Run Jewels one, number forty, Marshall Mather, Marshall Mather's LP number two was number forty. I bet they don't have any M&M's number one. 
Uh, I bet they don't have any Eminem albums, number one, probably. They did rank Mad Kid, uh, Good Kid, Mad City as number one, and Two Pimp Butterfly number one. Hmm. Like, okay, I get that. I'm uh, still going through these lists. Um, they so, put Kendrick Lamar's Section 80 as number eight, though, from 2012. On, uh, on the 100 most essential Midwest hip-hop albums, uh, Eminem's first album on the list, or closest to number one, is the Marshall Mathers LP, and it's um, you got to look for it if it's too far down. <laughs> twenty nine. It's twenty nine on the list. I hate to ask, what's number one? Number one is actually a really good album. It's the Algor- Allegory by Royce to Five Nine. Okay, <clears throat> but some I of these I thought other you said ones, Al Gore. I'm like Al Gore cut a record. What the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, he did. The, the <laughs> allegory, allegory. Yeah, if you if you haven't heard that, go listen to it. It's really good. Right. Uh, so, like, I'm still going back into these albums, yo. What yo? So. Hip hop albums for 20, 2007. For 2007, they put number one as Brother Ali, The Undisputed Truth. Um, so, get this number six was Lupe Fiasco's The Cool. Number seven was Kanye West's Graduation. The f- fuck? Roger, Roger, get get off that website before you end up breaking nope. your damn computer. <laughs> nope, I'm still going through these. You gonna punch a hole through your screen and then the podcast is over? Well, it's weird because they did put, you know, I always talk about my twisted dark fantasy, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as being one of the greatest of all time. They put that one as number one for 2010, but graduation though, like, how's that not your number one for that for 2007? I don't even know who Brother Ali is. How the fuck do you have a Bubba Sparks album on the 100 Essential Southern Rap Albums? Is it the, uh, the Deliverance or whatever? Yeah. Because uh, he was supposed to be the Southern Eminem, man. That's what they put him as. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Whoa. And how the fuck do you put Chameleonaire above T.I. and Young Buck? So... Albums of 2006. Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor was number three. I'm fucking done. Wait, who was above <laughs> Lupe? Uh, a dude named Jedi Mind Tricks and The Roots. When they came back with Game Theory, which was actually a really great album. I can't hate for that one. Okay, like, uh, okay. The Roots, I can understand being above Lupe. Jedi Mind Trick, like, I know, I Jedi, Mind, I know Jedi Mind Trick. I've heard a couple of their good. Jedi Mind Trick, to me, they. Imagine Brother Lynch hung if he didn't do horrorcore music. That's what Jedi Mind Trick is. Oh. Also, it ain't trash. Like, I mean, it's good. You know, it ain't above Lupe, though. 2006. Uh, number eight, Nas, Hip Hop is Dead. Nine, Clips, Hell Hath No Fury. Uh, where was the other one that I saw? Uh, bum, 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 bum. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Number 40, Outcast was Idlewild. 
Oh, 2005 though is slapping. Uh, I'm, nope, never mind. I actually take that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to the bottom. Oh, there we go. This is actually a good list. What? So, it's actually 2005, 2000, 2005 was a strong year. Jeez. Oh, it started from uh, work your way up. 40. Three six okay, months. Okay, you'll do forty. That's fine. Fuck it. The whole thing. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm, I wanted. I'm gonna put like the ones that we probably would care about. So number forty, three six mafia, most known unknown. Which I actually bought that album. It's really good. Um, the Ghetto Boys reunion with uh, the album The Foundation. Rest in peace, uh, Bushwick Bill. Number thirty four on the list. Um, let me see. Where's the other one? Little Wings of Carter Two at number twenty three. Twenty one Fort Minor with the Rising Tide. Love that album. Uh, Bun B Trill at number 14. Uh, number nine, the game documentary. Love that album. Uh, number six, Benny Siegel, the B coming. Number four, Atmosphere. You can't imagine how much fun we're having, which I love that album. Um, and that's where the list just it dies because number three, Kanye West, late registration. Who was number, above Kanye? Number two, Little Brother, The Mistral Show. Who the fuck is Little Brother? Uh, it's Fonte, Rapper Big Poo, and Ninth Wonder. <laughs> it's literally three dudes. Who? I, I think my brother actually had this album because I remember this album. I don't remember them. I don't remember them. And number one is Common B. I would switch, literally put Kanye, actually no, I'd put got Documentary at one, Kanye at two, Common at three, Atmosphere at four, I don't know who Little Brother is so they can drop off the list. <laughs> I'm trying to find like a one that's like really just disgustingly despicable. Oh, you got to go to 2001 then. So for 2004... I mean, 2003, they actually put Get Rich or Die Trying in the top 10. How the f- <clears throat> Go ahead. Um, this list is... 2000, 2003 is straight trash. Number 16, Outcast, Speaker Box, and Left Below. Number 27, T.I. Trap Music. I don't know this. I, I literally don't understand them. Okay, wait. Time out. Okay. Just just for shits and giggles, what's the top ten of that year? Number one again, Brother Ali. Shadows of the Sun. Who the fuck number is two, Brother Ali? Okay. Number two, Little Brother. Again. They're listening. <laughs> number three, Victor Vaughn. Vaudeville Villain. Which I actually know who that is. I remember that album. Guess what number f- number four? Number four you will never be able to fucking guess. Then tell me. Cannabis. Ripped a jacker. Cannabis had a top five album. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let me get let me you won the battle, but let me get my notebook out so we can finish this and I can spit what I wrote. Did you ever watch that one? Yes, I watched that one. That battle was trash. Yes, yeah, so let, 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 let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Cannabis was trash. Yeah, you know, you know that notebook probably is an old notebook he got from Eminem. You know what? Shut up. Never mind. Uh, 
number five, Jay Z the Black Album. Number six, Immortal Technique Revolutionary Volume Two, which we all agree is a great album. Anyways. I that that is my favorite uh, Immortal Technique record. That is my, my that's my personal favorite. It's in my top ten of rap hip hop albums of all time. Number seven, Nonprofits with Hope. Don't number eight, yeah. Number eight, Fifty Cent Get Richard Dutt Trying. Number nine, Conolingist Southern Underground Music. Wow, that's a that's a really weird way to say that album. Number ten really shocked me too. Uh, Dizzy Rascal Boy in the Corner. Cause I didn't think Dizzy Rascal was popping off in the states like that yet. Please forgive me, but I've I've never heard of him. He's a grime rapper. He's a British rapper. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's actually really good. Th- this this ninety nine list got me tilted too. Uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> the the two thousand two list probably has you tilted. We're just uh, gonna name this episode "Trigger Warning." We get pissed. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, we gonna have to. We we gonna have to come back to these lists and fucking react to them on future episodes, no doubt. Because uh, God damn, really. Number number two. Number. I mean, for two thousand two, album number five was Eminem to Eminem show. I, yes. Uh, what? Two thousand two. Oh yeah. Yeah, 2002. What? Wait, at, no, no, time out. Wait, stop. What four albums was better than the Eminem show in 2002? Mm, albums I've never heard of. Well, well not true. Uh, no. Number one, J Live, all of the above. So he he just answered uh, John John Don's multiple choice, I guess. Uh, yeah. Number two, Mr. Liff, I, I Phantom. Phantom. <laughs> number three, El P. Fantastic LP. damage. Yeah, number four is Nas the Lost Trap ta- uh, tapes. But what fucking world from- are we living in? Like, did we enter the fucking quantum realm into a parallel universe or some shit? Scarface, The Fix was number six. No, I did like that album. I Jurassic Five was with power and power numbers. And- I didn't know Jurassic Five was still making music in two thousand two. Yeah, Nas, they, they, had, what, they had that. Uh, they had that. Uh, what? Uh, what's golden track? I love. I love Jurassic Five, man. I don't do, but I didn't know they were still making music. Oh yeah, cannabis is on this list again. He's on number, number twenty-four. What the hell? Roots number thirty-one. What is this list? Oh wait, wait time out, time out. Hold on, hold on. I like Roots. Hold on, I like Jazzy Jeff. I do too, but DJ Jazzy Jeff was number thirty-six. Cool G Rap was thirty-seven. Who can't clip? What is this list? What is number? Two? What is two thousand one? I don't even know. I don't even know. What, bro? What? No. What? Yo. Tell me, Dan. Tell me. Two thousand. Are you serious? Two thousand. Are we serious right now? Two thousand. I don't have the list pulled up. Tell me. The, so. Uh, so two thousand. Hmm. They have Eminem's The Marshall Mathers LP at one. Well, at least okay. At least they got that right. Hold on, number two, Deltron thirty thirty, with the album Deltron thirty thirty. Number three, Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele, Supreme Clientele, that stuff though. Four, Common, like Water for Chocolate. Five, Outcast, Stankonia. Like, what is this list? Seventeen, Wu Tang Clan, the W. Oh, you skipped over at number eight, Dead Prez. Let's get free. I, 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 
what is this list? They got Beanie uh, Siegel on here at number, number twenty four. Who is wrong? Twenty six MOP Warriors. Thirty one Snoop Dogg, The Last Meal. Thirty two Big Pun, Yeah Baby. They got Ice Cube's War and Peace Volume Two at thirty eight. What? Prodigy, Prodigy's number number forty. Prodigy heading in charge. Like really, bro. The, this ninety nine one though. They got most death black hey, on both on, sides at on. one. Hold on a second. I'm looking at this list right now. Go go ahead. Keep Oof. the roots. Things fall apart at two. MF Doom Operation Doomsday at three. Number four is Eminem the Slim Shady LP. Number five is Pharaoh Munch with Internal Affairs. Number six is Dr. Dre's 2001. Like, Method Man and Red Man would black out at 11. No, no, you skipped number seven. <laughs> this trash album. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> Dr. Doom. First come, first, first come, serve. First served. <laughs> Oh my so god. <clears throat> Inspector Deck with uncontrollable substance at 14. Yo, hold on. Number 19, Slick Rick's The Art of Storytelling. Number 21, Ice T Seventh Deadly Sin. Number 24, Public Enemy, there's a poison going on. Number 29, Jizza Beneath the Surface. 38 Ball and MJG in our lifetime. 31 Tech 9 to Calm Before the Storm. What? 36 Swollen Members Balance. 39 Hot Boys with Gorilla Warfare. What the fuck is this? All right. I I think we need to. No, I think we need to end the episode. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before. Go go back one more year. Go back to 98. I I don't know if I can do this anymore, right? Go Go back to 98. Well, tell me because I ain't got the shit pop- uploaded. I ain't got the shit loaded anymore. So, okay, I might actually have to do the full forty for ninety-eight. We need to do that on an episode, no? Because this one is, I'm tilted. Yeah, I'm yeah. tilted. This is a full episode. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we'll, 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 cut to, we'll cut it here. We'll we'll go over it with you off off the record. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So, so that being said, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Battle Topics. Oh my Jesus. I cannot believe that we just sat through an hour and a half of this and uh, our collective brains have not exploded off the top of our fucking heads yet. Like, oh Lord Jesus. All right. Well, I guess in a cheery way, thank you guys for tuning into this episode uh, here exclusively on the Patreon channel. Um, Anything y'all want to say before we get out of here tonight? Fuck this list. Fuck this list. <laughs> yes. Um, Fuck this list. Um, also, uh, I'm gonna say on uh, uh, it's finally been decided. June 26 will be the charity stream for the Children's Hospital. I'll be doing. I'll yes. be doing it on Twitch and Facebook. Uh, I literally don't remember my Twitch handle. <laughs> it's been so long. Well, uh, <laughs> figure it out, and we'll get it uh, put in the show notes. Yeah start promoting that um as as always movementradio.us that is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio um obviously you're not listening to this on apple Podcasts. 
But if you listen to our other stuff on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. It does nothing for us monetarily, but it helps get the podcast out to a broader audience. Well, I was going to ask you, Raj, what we got next coming to the Patreon channel. Um, obviously, we got this next list of the top 40 albums according to uh, HipHopGoldenAge.com. Um, actually, actually, before actually, that, no, 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 I'm be... sorry. Yeah, we're doing the Rock Retrospect. No, not, not Rock Retrospect. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Rock the, uh, Retrospect. Uh, yeah, we're going we're going to do Relim Biscuit again. There you go. Hey, if it, as long as it gets us the, the, the listens, I don't give a shit. Um, but now the next rap rewind of uh, Eminem, uh, where, where are we up to? What are we up to now? Is it Relapse? Uh, uh, I believe so. Give me just one second. I'll Wait, have it pulled up. Current Call, Encore. Yeah. Uh, current Call was yeah, more the best. Encore. Yeah, because Current Call Relapse. was the greatest hits. Yeah. yeah. Relapse would be the next one. We may hit Curtain Call because there was some – um, I was like, there's a couple of different ones. In, well, newer ones in there. Yeah, uh, we may brief breeze through that one at the beginning. Uh, but the the next feature length album will be Relapse. Yeah, very uh, interesting one. Um, that being said, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, a couple of quick shout outs: Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training, forty dollars a session. You can't beat it. Boxing, cardio, uh, strength and conditioning. He'll give you one of the best workouts of your life. Guarantee it. Also, shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation podcast. Shout out to uh, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, uh, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, our buddy Ivan Montanez, who his content up and streaming. Um, and again, thank you guys for tuning in here to the Patreon channel. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you guys next time in two weeks. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm still upset. (laughs) And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.